now listening to the Black Variant. Black Variant on RNC Radio. Issue of the Black Variant, everybody. Yeah. Of course, I am Exile. You know, if you hear my voice, I am joined by the guy in New York himself, 1017 Van Red, ladies and gentlemen. Peace, peace. What's up, y'all? And we are here to give you the latest and greatest in comic book news. But of course, before we do that, it's customary here in the Black Variant. We got a bullshit just a little it's bit. Right. It's only right. So we started with tornadoes. We started with Fidel, Fidel Castro making niggas' knees clap. Man, what else has been happening in your neck of the woods, bro? I'm just picturing for that. I'm still stuck on that, man. You know what I mean? That in the in the conspiracy theory that Trudeau is actually his son is like my be- my favorite Fidel Castro facts. That would Fuck be so him. hilarious. But like, I want to know if any like Cuban revolutionaries are still alive. Not because I want the niggas to get in trouble or nothing like that. But I need a drunk history episode about Fidel Castro's Eurostep, dog. Like, oh man, like Chappelle show, like Prince, the Prince uh, episode. Yes, yes, exactly <laughs> like the Prince. I I need that dog. Like, like, can you look how? Uh, I don't want to get racist, but like, I feel like this would be apropos, right? I feel like if you got like if they did like a dramatic reenactment, I want them to make Oscar Isaac, Che Guevara, and I want Pedro Pascal Fidel, yes. to be Fidel Castro, bro. And you I know he. And I know neither of them are Cuban or nothing like that, but I really just want them, just want to see like Pedro Pascal hit a nigga with a Euro step and Oscar Isaac's face of pure disgust as as he as he hits a layup. Because Oscar Isaac could be selling the visuals, bro. You know what I mean? Absolutely. absolutely. I feel like that would be extremely hilarious to see. Uh, But I need that. I really do need that. Uh, (laughs) You got to stop giving away free ideas, man. Yeah, man. That's a movie right there. Uh, fuck, what else has happened in life since the last time we spoke? Has it? Um, there's gonna be a live action Naruto movie, and I, you know, I got no comment like on that idea. shit, bro. Sounds I'm not like gonna, I, you know what? I can't believe, man, I've spent the last 15 years of my life denying that the Dragon Ball Evolution movie ever happened, and right. now <laughs> I'm about to relive that same mistake by Hollywood. Um, See, Naruto would be cool as a movie, but like you just, I just can't see it happening. So, me and Beloved was talking about this the other day, and uh-huh. I think I might have brought this up on the podcast last week, but still, I feel like if you get to a point with movies, and we're seeing this with Avatar as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Avatar series, no matter how people feel about it, the general consensus is this shit was way better animated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with Naruto, I feel like when you get to a point, where goddamn most of the things in the movie are animated, like um, the, the the moves they make. You can't. There's no practical effects for a Rossing gun, my nigga. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, tails, all that shit. Yeah, like like even just like kunai knives and shit like that. Like you can't just you you got to CGI them shits getting thrown. You think you think Steven Amell was shooting them arrows? An arrow, nigga? Like come on, man. Um, <laughs> Slow motion joints. Remember? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like. If you get to a point where like you gotta CGI the environment, you gotta CGI what they do, you gotta CGI what they wear, bro. At that point, it's basically an animation movie with like live action cameos. You know what I mean? Like, 
basically at that point, y'all remember the um the Looney Tunes back in action with Brendan Fraser? Yeah, yeah. It's it's <laughs> or it acne versus uh Coyote versus Acne. Coyote versus Acne, the, the yeah. movie that we might never see, or probably will never see. Honestly, fuck David Oswald. Um, but yo, know, like you basically movie making a movie like that at that point. So, and I think it's crazy to like like these big wigs like the Zaslavs, the Igers of the world think animation is so ain't shit like it's such like a kid's thing where y'all are functionally making animated movies with real niggas as stand-ins you know what i mean yeah no that makes that makes perfect sense and i feel the same about this naruto movie because they got they got daniel destin Crandon, who was the uh the director of shang chi um and i i don't personally have anything like against shang chi i don't think it was a good movie but like i don't think no amount of like good directing will save a movie where like you got to Bro, the movie's functionally going to be an animated movie. Yeah, pretty much. And let's I will be... give Shane Sheen was good action, though. 100%. I will give it to that. I will give it good action, right? But the problem is, you know, there's going to be an executive, right? And, and shout out to Masashi Kishimoto, who's the creator of Naruto, for being like, yo, I picked him because he was the one I thought was going to respect me the most, basically. Yeah, right? That's right. George that's super... did the same thing. Hey, he should have. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. Most likely, Masashi Kishimoto is probably not going to be in the rooms when David S. Credin is yelling at an executive, what the fuck you mean you want to cast a white boy's Naruto? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, and no matter at what point, like how many like how many times they could be like, yo, this, this manga has sold like billions of copies worldwide yeah. by being just exactly the way it is. No matter what, an entitled white man in some type of corporate boardroom is going to be like... Nah, fuck that. Put all that shit from Shippuden in the first movie, and then if the shit gets a second movie, we'll figure it out. That's exactly what the fuck's going on. That's happen. another thing with Naruto. It's so much lore and backstory and, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, the condensing the one one epi- one movie is ridiculous. I think it's so crazy to, like, make movies about, like, really, truly episodic things. Mm-hmm. Like, Naruto, Dragon Ball, Avatar. Like, this, it's not, there's no way you can, like, wrap all that shit up within, like, I don't know, the same two hours and 15 minutes to be nice yeah Yeah, something like that there's no way you will wrap that shit up give everybody the credence they need and give everybody the importance they need without leaving out at least some important shit right and by important shit i really do mean if a naruto movie gets made today right and they're gonna do let's just assume they do like maybe the first half of the of the first series Mm -hmm. right i'm just going to be nice and go up to the tuning exams okay right if they go up until the point where basically Naruto, not Naruto, but Rock Lee and Gara fight, bro. We are not getting all of that Rock Lee and Gara fight. Yeah, and the best part about that is the buildup. I think what would help Naruto. This has such a, a strong cast of supporting characters that would build up over a long time. That you yep. actually cared about them. You know, you wouldn't yeah. be able to do that in a movie. You absolutely wouldn't be able to do it in a movie. And like knowing knowing these these creators and shit, not creators, but like <sighs> these executives, um, it's gonna be a lot of uh. I'm, I'm gonna I'm keep it. They're gonna sideline like all the female characters, and I'm really not gonna yeah, like that shit. Yeah, which is just whack, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, man, I'm not I'm not looking forward to a Naruto movie. But besides a Naruto movie, has anything else relatively important happened? Um, I seen <laughs> speaking of movies, I seen the Bob Marley movie, man. <laughs> that you, shit. How is, uh, how did you feel about it? It's something. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's something. <laughs> what what what's my man's name from Secret Invasion? Oh, Ben Idea, whatever. Yeah, what, was, what's his? He's a great actor. Don't get me wrong. He's great, he was you know? uh, Nick Fury's illegitimate son. Um, yeah. What was his name in Secret Evasion? Kingsley uh, uh, Gravick. 
Gravic, there we go. Gravic. My boy yeah. Gravic, he, he was bad in it, wasn't he? It was... No, he was good. I feel like the acting was good. They had um Monica Rambo's mama as uh his Bob Marley's wife. Shout out, uh, shout out to Lashana Lynch. Get in the bag. Yeah, get in the bag, man. Shout out to that. MCU ties right there. But MCU like um, feel me. But like, first of all, I went into it thinking it was gonna be the Bob Marley like biopic for his whole life. It only takes place between two years in his life. But basically what happened is I'm gonna tell you the whole plot right now. He goes into spoiler he, alert, nigga. <laughs> not even nigga, the nigga lived and died. Like, there's no spoilers in that, you know. If but, if y'all um, if y'all are getting spoiled on this podcast about Bob Marley's life, I, I want y'all to hope. I really wish y'all did y'all Googles before you listen to this. Yeah, but continue, go, go, go watch the documentary, niggas. Um, but um, yeah, so he he wants to have this peace concert, niggas are against it. He ends up getting shot, quote unquote, by the FBI. But then um you know, he heals, go to London, and he does another concert, nigga, and that's the movie. It was it was probably the FBI, let's be very yeah, clear. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, that is, I didn't know that. I thought it was like a whole, you know, I kind of, fuck, I'm going to go tap in. That and Dune 2 this week. Oh, yeah, I got to see Dune 2, man. Oh, apparently there's a goddamn torrential downpour outside now. Hold up, look. I'm going to go open the curtains because I want to see this shit. Hold up, give me yeah, one yeah, second. Yeah, I want to see this shit in HD. I need updates, <laughs> Uh, it is uh, I want to let me let me do a Google because I want to make sure I get this right without messing it up because I fucked this up. No one's gonna no one's gonna laugh at the joke. But <laughs> all right, cool. It looks like Naomi Banks outside. This is a sick. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks like Naomi Banks right now. It yeah, looks like right. someone. It's someone. It looks like some, a cat is purring outside. That's all I'm gonna say right now. Oh uh, shit is it's crazy. Nasty. It, cast her a storm. Cast her a storm, bro. Cast cast <laughs> the only light skin the world will accept as storm. Exactly. Um shout out to Miss Be Nasty. I hope she's doing okay today. Uh yeah. I, don't, I think that's I think that's all. Fuck it. Let's get into the show this week. Yeah, we got a lot okay. of shit to talk about. Um first thing, Disney has signed a deal with Sony to take over all, yes, all physical media production going forward. Meaning, if you want to buy a Sony DVD, a Mandalorian DVD, a Star Wars DVD, Sony is going to do that shit for you now on. Van, how do you feel about that? Well, I'm just happy that they're continuing physical media in some form, um, which I think is smart because I feel like physical media is going to have a big boom this year and next year. I feel like people are going to start purchasing movies again, like physically. Mm -hmm. So I think it's smart for them to hand that off. I'm sure they didn't want to deal with that shit. Uh... I think it's like probably from like a profitability standpoint. I think that's a good thing. Um, from like a business sense, just the just showing your customers you give a fuck. I feel like it's not um, <laughs> because it's basically it's basically like them announced like we do not care enough to give you niggas physical media. We will literally pay somebody to handle it for us. Handle for us. And if like. Yo, if Sony and Disney ever fall out again, like, are we fucked? Oh yeah, your DVDs. <laughs> like your, your DVDs back, like Nunu ATL. <laughs> <laughs> like if Amy Pascal and Kevin Feige ever have a falling out, are we screwed again? You know, I'm like, this, is that the end? Is that the end of me fucking getting Mandalorian DVDs? Which I still haven't bought the shits that came out last year. Oh, um, yeah, sure, me either. I need I need to tap in on them shits, but yeah, man. I, I really, I'm really saddened by the you know physical media right now, uh, especially because Best Buy discontinued that shit starting this year. Um, so I, you know, it's good we're getting it. I hope you know nothing happens that prevents this happening because honestly, like at this point in life, I feel like we're living through an era of 
I don't even want to call it like layoffs. At this point, I feel like it's called the proper term for it is like corporate theft or some shit. Like every other day, you hear a story about this uh, CEO who is laying off all these people. However, like gave themselves like a million dollar like uh, bonus for no fucking reason. Um, And then like, okay, also a bunch of more million dollars bonuses for all the homies in the company. You know what I mean? But all the but all the workers, the people actually do the work and shit get fucked over each and every time the people always call them layoffs. You saw it today with PlayStation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, you, really? You saw with Vice last week as well because uh, for those of you who don't know, Vice is done done. The website has been deleted, which is wild as fuck. Yeah. Um, and so many of the reporters, the people, the media getting uh, people getting laid off are like, bro, what the fuck you mean you, you are firing me? You gave yourself a $15 million bonus, signing bonus, last year. What happened to that money? Yeah. Um, so it's something like this with Disney. Like I, I would be super surprised to be like, yo, Bob Iger is canning off physical media production so this nigga can sell Disney in three years to like get an even bigger bonus. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, I'm not saying that-, that article that came out during the pandemic when it said all these people got richer over the pandemic too. Yeah. So. Uh, it's, I feel like we get a measure of that, like, every year, like, no, since the, I don't even want to say the pandemic's over, because it's not, like, because thousands of people are still getting hospitalized every week, thousands of people are still dying from COVID every week, um, but, like, each, basically, each month, each year, each whatever length of time is best the pandemic started at this point, um, bro, you just get, we just keep getting reports of, like, yeah, rich people just keep getting richer, and, like, workers are literally dying, you know what I mean, which, the shit is bleak, but, I'm just sick of this shit. Let's move on to the next topic. So, <laughs> the Hollywood Reporter has confirmed that Avengers 5 will officially not be titled Avengers The Kang Dynasty, which we confirmed for y'all last week and multiple weeks before that as well. Um, Van, from your perspective, though, how are you feeling about this? What do you think this means? I mean, this pivot they, they're going to have to make towards, I'm guessing, Doom is going to be very strong. I still would have did Kang once again. Um, I think I just would have cast Coleman Domingo, Please mm-hmm. Save Us. Um as Kang, but like, I don't know, man. I wonder what they're gonna call it now. Uh, Secret Wars Part One and Two, probably. I honestly, I think Secret Wars Part One and Two is probably the best bet. Uh, I feel like if they really wanted to get funny with it, they can do one of like Avengers Secret Wars, and if they could do like Avengers Battle World or some shit like that, right? Right, right. Um, or they can maybe do like uh, Secret Wars and I don't, I don't think they'll call them with, like, Council of Reach or some shit, but, like, I can imagine doing, like, if they want to do, like, get really wild with, like, maybe, a, like, because we've, we've heard reports about, like, the X-Men taking over or whatever's coming after this, but, like, maybe we get, like, a actual proper versions of maybe, like, Avengers Disassembled. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, like, maybe it's not, it's less of them breaking up and more of all of them getting packed out all over again. Um, so maybe... maybe do Maker. I... So... Since Pedro's been cast, I want to ask you this. Do you think there's a possibility of getting Maker? And what do you how would you feel about Pedro Pascal being the maker? Um, I think he could pull it off because I think he's a he's a talented actor. I just don't know how like um a casual audience will understand that, you know. I think it would have been easier with Kang, because we know now Kang is related to Doom and Reed. So it would have been very easy easy to uh, explain. But like Maker, I don't know. I have no idea how they would, um, how casual fans are going to feel about Maker. 
Mob, I had to walk away for a second because I got an update that there's now quarter sized hail. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> coming down. But, but what'd you say about Maker, dog? My shit cut out. No, nah, it's all good. I was just saying, like, um, I don't get, I don't know how the casual fan is going to feel about Maker, you know, I'm trying to explain that to them. I feel like Kang would have been easier because, you know, he's just related to reading Doom, you know, in the future. But I feel, yeah, I feel like if anything, like, yeah, like you said, they're related, he's related to Reed and Doom. So like I feel like they they probably would be like, Yeah, Kang's the real villain, but the real villain behind all this is the Council yeah, of Reeds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Reeds. yeah. And then that would have got us into Maker probably, but like with this, I you know, I don't know. I'm kinda I'm kinda at a point with the MCU right now where I'm hoping to be surprised, like positively yeah. surprised, because they've had to they basically had to can five years worth of plans because of Jonathan Majors. <laughs> So we kind of in uncharted territory right now. Right. Uh, and I hope shit works out because I don't want to watch bad movies no more or bad shows no more. Yeah. Um, speaking of not watching bad movies or bad shows, uh, Joe Manganiello, uh, the former husband of Sofia Vergara, uh, says he has met with James Gunn about playing Deathstroke in his DCU. And Gunn rep- uh, reportedly, unofficially, allegedly told him, you are a grown-ass man, let it go. Um <laughs> I'm kidding, but what he, but what Joe Manganiello really did say is like James Gunn verbatim told him to let it go. Um, then, how do you feel about this report? I, I really feel bad for him because, like, I feel like out of all actors, he's like a true, true, true comic book fan. Like, yeah, on a serious level. So for him to not play uh, Deathstroke after years, it's fucked up, man. He didn't really even get a, a shot at it, you know, for real. But um, yeah, man, it's tough. I can see him bringing him, bringing him in as other characters, though. You know, I think it's. I think it's funny that James Gunn is like, you know, let it go. Um, not for like petty reasons or nothing like that, but like you are building out a universe and you got somebody like who is ready, willing, and looks to have the acting chops to play Deathstroke. Yeah. Um, it's a possibility that James Gunn just not in the place to use Deathstroke right now. <clears throat> but if you're about to get in some kingdom come shit, Deathstroke seems to be a pretty like, you know, League of Supervillains, you know, Legion of Doom. Type villain to include, you know what I mean? Yeah, or that um, Titans movie they've been allegedly quote unquote working on, or the Titans movie, just like per- fucking perfect. Um, I think that would have been really cool to see. Um, but like worst case scenario, I don't think it's gonna be the worst thing we didn't ever get. Uh, I do really feel bad for like all the people Zack Snyder casted. Um, that basically didn't get like top billing in a movie. Basically, if you were not named Ben Affleck, Ezra Miller, Henry Cavill. Uh, or Gal Gadot, basically Ray Fisher, and uh, like all the cameos you saw at the end of Snyder Cut, yeah. uh, because they really got fucked over in all this. Like cyber movies, supposed to be play Adam, like you know, not ne- nothing happened with that. Um, all the literally all Pretty the black and brown people who got cut from the Sny- from the fucking Justice League movie. Um, John Stewart, we had Green Lantern. And they we were had like, nah. We had like three lanterns, bro. Like this yeah. is. This is what they took from us. Um, I feel like Joe can play um, Zod, though, like in um, Zod's universe. I feel like he would be a really good Zod. I feel like James Gunn does not want to fuck with Zod right now, purely because Zod was just seen in the really, really, in the like, Flash. In the apocalyptically bad Flash movie. Or, yeah, it bombed a lot. It made, lost a lot of fucking money. So I think James Gunn don't want shit to do with nothing in that movie, not named Batman. Because um, my boy Michael Shannon, man, killed that shit. Yo, he really did. And it's crazy because he did the interview after was like, I didn't even enjoy doing that shit. I did that shit just <laughs> for the bag, nigga. Oh, um, 
I always respect it. Uh, speaking of some just for the bag shit, the original Star Wars Battlefront games will be releasing on current gen systems, PS5, uh, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch, March 14th. Then, as as the as the resident Jedi expert of the Black Variant, how are you feeling about this development? Brother, I, I'm going back to the trenches. I got my Stormtrooper helmet on, nigga. Yo, I, this was one that I, I've spent so much time playing this game as a, as a kid. Solo. Like, solo. Like, just me spending hours playing this. Just me. By myself. By myself. Fighting niggas. You know what I mean? And for them to, like, put these out. And I heard they're going to do a little bit of upgrade to the graphics. Not too much. And for 64 players to be online at once playing this, is going to be fucking cool, man. Especially the space battles in Battlefront 2. is going to be insane. If if this is not just a straight port, like, do not Marvel Ultimate Alliance me right now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> give me give me a real upgrade. Give me a remastered Battlefront games. Because um, even... Uh, how, how can I say this without being too mean? The Battlefront games we got on PS4 were nice... But not everything. We had to literally beg for shit that was in the original games. Um, not to mention that those Battlefront games are so infamous and notorious now. Literally, legislation was drafted up because of that because shit. Because of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel like it's because it was EA. They like it shorted us on a lot of things. I, I think they looked good visually, but like, yeah, like you said, gameplay. They left out a lot of shit on the table, you know. Yeah. Uh, and all they really have to do is just make a, a make a one-to-one port and upgrade the graphics and the controls. That's, That's really it. all they do. And niggas will fucking love this game. If I could hop in a team deathmatch and run up on Anakin Skywalker tomorrow, I'm doing it. No yeah. question. None at all. Uh, and if the Battlefront games hadn't been fucked up, I would have I would have never stopped playing them shits either. Um, speaking of some shit that we might never stop playing, Van, of course, I know you are a, van, a fan of this. Venom 3 is set to rap <laughs> filming. In the coming weeks, this this report came to us from General Temple, a.k.a. Keeley, from Ted Lasso. Um, Van, how are you feeling about this development? I'm kind of worried because we've got no leaks. we got no real casting news about this movie. We kind of just, like, we're working on it. That was, that's been it on it. So I'm very mm-hmm. nervous about that. Um, I hope they don't do no. Like, I hope they don't waste no in the Venom, random Venom movie. But I don't see where else they can go, you know? So... so we'll Purely off the perspective of because we've gotten literally no leaks about this movie, which means this movie did not film out in the open at fucking all. Um, I not that I'm worried about it because like that means like it's probably going to be mostly CGI based, which is kind of whack. Um, but I what I really hope to happen is I really hope there's some really good surprises in this. Like, remember when No Way Home came out and we got the report of like they want Andrew Garfield back as the Spider Man in Venom Three? Yeah, um, that'd be cool. And we ain't heard shit since then, basically. Um, that means there's a lot of things we can be surprised with. We can be surprised with a brand new fucking Spider-Man. We can be su- low-key. I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm going to be 100,000% real with you. I kind of want to see Miles Morales in Venom 3. Not because I really think I really trust Amy Pascal with a live-action Miles Morales, but because Miles Morales and Venom are really cool together. Uh, remember the... Uh, not Chip Darsky, but Donnie Cates from a couple years ago when uh, yeah. Venom got his wings and shit, and he was he was battling Miles when that shit happened. Yeah. I kind of want to see that in live action. I would rather see that in live action than see Andrew Garfield come back. Um, a but classic that's, Stegman cover when he's on top of the light thing, flashing with the wings. It's like classic. 
yo, 100% classic, and I would love to see that, but the problem is that also requires one big elephant in the room. That requires history with Spider-Man, and that shit still hasn't happened in the Sony-verse yet. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't happened. Oh, I was thinking maybe they go cosmic with this. Maybe you get, like, uh, Agent Venom, Anti-Venom, and all those kind of people. I feel like Anti-Venom is probably more likely, but what I'm really fearful about this movie is... Um, I really feel like this is going to move be the movie that solidified that the Sony MC or the Sony, I don't know, Spider. How, what the fuck are we calling the Sony Spider-Man? I don't know. The SS, the SSMU. Like what the fuck? <laughs> uh, the SSMU. Uh, this sounds like a goddamn warship. Yeah, uh, exactly. The SSMU. Uh, this might be the movie that officially integrates the SSMU into the MCU. Um, and I think, I think having Venom for Secret Wars will be really big. Um, I think seeing the moment, like, I think Loki, and I might have just fantasy booked this shit in my head, and I hope I'm wrong, um, but I really think we really might get a whole Venom trilogy without ever seeing the spider on Venom, and I really think the first time Ven- like Venom will show the spider is if if he meets Secret Tom Holland Spider-Man in Secret, Secret Wars. Wars. Yeah. Exactly, in the story. Originally, too. Yeah, and the, the story that we got all that shit. So I think it's, I think it's a possibility we get a Spider-Man Venom three. I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's a guarantee, but I do think it's a guarantee. Probably the next three years, we will see Tom Hardy's Venom and a Spider-Man on screen together. Which Spider-Man? Don't fucking know, but we will see a Spider-Man on screen together. I would so, I love to see him like bring him over into the MCU, and then like have him like um, Spider-Man two the game. Especially with that, the news for what we talk about later, that will be super hard, and I would love to see that. Um, I just, I, I just think it's wild as fuck. We got a Spider-Man universe and not a Spider-Man. Like, there's, there's no Spider-Man in that universe, dog. That shit is crazy. Yeah. Um, are you ready to get into a little bit of comic news? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, DC has officially waved the white flag. Uh, DC Comics will officially be shipping back or. We'll move shipping back to Wednesday and summer 24, 2024. What that means for everybody, it means comic Wednesdays are fucking back, baby. Yeah, man. I I, I can't believe it. To be honest. I, I mean, I did like the Tuesday things because I could read my DC books early. And there's some weeks where I just cop DC. So I can just get that and leave and don't have to wait till Wednesday. But also, I get the, con- you know, the continuity of it all coming out on Wednesday. That's cool. It's convenient. I I think it's good for like... You know the way we say football heritage, like yeah, comics coming out on Wednesday are comic heritage, yo. Yeah, like that's it's something that like put it like this: if a man was transported from like 1983 to 2024, and he was a comic fan, and he went to the, went to the shop or whatever, and he'd be like, "What the fuck you mean the DC the the Marvel or the DC books aren't <laughs> available today?" They're like, "Bro, they come out tomorrow." He's like, "Nigga, it's Wednesday. The fuck you mean that comes out tomorrow?" Yeah. Um, they would be so fucking thrown. Um, Comic Wednesdays are our history, bro. Like people, honestly, I feel like the only reason people weren't really truly upset for DC moving the day because it happened during a fucking pandemic. Yeah, um, so I feel like people didn't even really notice it or feel it, you know. Yeah, and they didn't feel it until niggas started going back at the comic shops, and that was not for another. I want to say at least months. nine months. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, at least nine months. So I'm really glad they're doing this. Uh. Just for comic industry standards, but uh, it's not clear. If they move this shit to the fucking Friday, it wouldn't be the worst thing to ever happen. So, right. um, more comic news for y'all this week. 
the Ultimates are confirmed to be launching in June uh, with Denise Camp writing and Juan for Jerry on the art. Uh, then you you like the Ultimates more than I did. So yeah. how do you feel about this? I think it's cool, man. I think what Marvel has done with these uh, this new edition of Ultimate Comics is really just created a, a second brand for people who wanted more grounded stories, people who wanted, uh, you know different takes on characters you know they've done that while still having the current current mainline books it's a cool thing and i'm happy for the ultimates ultimate captain america is one of my favorite versions of captain america ultimate thor is the thor to me you know what i mean so it's, it's gonna be cool to see man all of them in a group oh yeah there i can't i don't remember what book it was in but i saw the panel of thor getting crossed over by fidel castro doing the euro stuff and like <laughs> in that moment i was like nigga that's my stormbreaker right there you feel yeah, me yeah yeah that's the right um i think i didn't really like super like i'll be put it like this unless they were in the ultimate spider-man book that was running 20 years ago i didn't give a fuck about the ultimates right. um but knowing a little bit more about comic history and just the industry in general i really think this is a good thing for alternatives because we'll be very clear we have been complaining about the avengers main book in the amazing spider-man main book basically since this podcast has been out um don't get me wrong they're still ass but like um <laughs> at least we have alternative <laughs> uh, that might be the tweet that goes out that might be the the top thing on the tweet that goes out there don't get me wrong they're both still ass oh <laughs> oh man uh i I'm glad the Ultimates are going well. I'm glad Hickman's Ultimate Universe is going well. Marvel, if you're listening to this, and particularly Joe Quesada, if you're listening to this, don't fuck this up. Don't drop right. that shit. Right. Just stay just stay on the sideline and collect that money. Please, because, like, especially with Marvel, people are begging them to be like, yo, stop fucking up. I want to give you my money. Um, that Black Panther, a second printing sold out, so... Yo, I just, I just gotta say for on the topic of Black Panther real quick, right? Yo, you niggas charging twenty dollars for a cover for a B cover of Ultimate Black Panther <laughs> need to be kneecapped. You niggas hey, need man. to be hobbled the same way Toby was hobbled in Roots. I right, man, this shit is crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Twenty dollars for a B cover, nigga. Yeah, wait till the X Men one comes out. The piece from Moku, uh written and drawn. Yeah, it's gonna be even more. Bro. Niggas, got, we're going to bring back fighting in line. People yeah. are going to bring back camping and shit. I don't, I don't want that shit to happen, Absolutely. man. Um, speaking though, we talked about the X Men a little bit earlier. Let's get into a little bit of uh, X Men news, right? Yeah, comic X Men news, not Kevin Feige's X Men news for everybody listening. Um, the next X Men relaunch is set to uh, have Rogue, Kitty Pride, and Storm all leading different fronts for the X Men and Tom Brevort's relaunch. Right? This means that Rogue will have a team consisting of. Rogue and Gamut, because you know they kind of a package deal at this point. Yeah, they married. Yeah, yeah. Um, plus Nightcrawler and Wolverine, which I really feel like Rogue's team, which is like the realest nigga she knows, but that's besides the point. Um, I'm guessing that's your uncanny team. Bank, definitely, and like for Rogue's team, it's it's her her man, her brother, and her father figure. Like, <laughs> uh, Kitty's team will. The roster right now isn't confirmed, but it will at least cl- include Emma Frost um, as the very first recruit, which I think was crazy, which means Iron Man might be tangentially related to this book or involved yeah, in this book. Popping in and out, probably. Um, and Storm will be entering the political arena, perhaps as the ambassador Kakoa or whatever the name of the mutant nation is at this point in the in, in Marvel lore. Um, then how I do you feel? X-Men right team right there. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, 
Van, how do you feel about this potential relaunch and basically the way these three teams are being set up right now? I think I think they're being set up to have different tones in their books. Um, I think your uncanny well rogues team is going to be more like um, doing missions, completing missions, secrecy, you know, all that political thriller kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, I think Kitty team is going to be a more fun thing, so they do more wacky, off the wall, weird shit, you know. And I think your storm team is going to be like more about the politics, like you said, going f- of uh you and kind and what they're facing because there's you know mutant hate is back baby <laughs> so, it never left it never um, left so that's what she'll be dealing with, with her team. i just thought of this and I'm, I'm really mad i didn't think about this before but i just realized rogue's team basically has a power sponge uh gambit a notorious thief uh nightcrawler stealth extraordinaire yeah. And a ninja, a healing ninja, um, who could also sneak in and stab anybody. Wolverine. This might be an X Force team. Yeah, yeah. Uncanny X Force. That's what they should call it. Yeah. If they bring, yeah. Look, listen. If you, if you, if Marvel, if you listen to me, and I don't beg much, but I'm begging here, right? If you're going to do an X Force book again, stop bullshitting and get Rick Remender back. All oh, right. Yeah, that'd be cool. Repair the relationship. Call him. Offer him the bag. Do what the fuck you got to do. It. Yeah, let's mend these bridges, man. Get Rick Remender back, please. Um, For Kitty's team, honestly, I feel like Kenny's team will probably be the uncanny team. Uh, but Don't also... Marauders? Maybe, but Emma doesn't really do pirate ships. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Sure. Um, So I feel like... It, it, like, Let's be very... like I don't mean to... I'm not calling her a whore. Right, but Emma is an attention whore. Right, she right, really, right. she really loves being in the spotlight, yo. Right. You know what I mean? Like, she really loves being front and center. She really loves style. Like, she really loves styling on niggas. Absolutely. Um, so I feel like they will be the uncanny team, like the, basically the front facing team. Right. Um, and Storm's team will be the one like explaining shit away. But I do want to like, I hope Storm is used in this run the same way like Diana being an ambassador in Greg Rucka's Wonder Woman run years ago. Right. Uh, was used because like, I think that would be a really interesting way to explore that, that dynamic. Um, but also, Storm is a character like if you if you follow her character arc right now, um, she just beat a civil war in on Mars, right? And now you're about to bring her back to Earth just to do political shit. They're not gonna work. Wolverine, I mean, Magneto resurrecting the Magneto. That listen, that's not gonna work for me, boss. We need something more, right? <laughs> I need if. If Kitty's team ain't X Force or Rogue's team not X Force, I would be very surprised if Storm's team isn't. Yeah. Uh, Cause I fuck pick pick you who you want in the squad. Cause I'm gonna keep it real with you. Storm might be the only person the entire mutant kind is cool with. Like literally every person in the mutant kind has a cool Storm story. Or the time she either saved the ass or pulled the ass off for something or just vaporized somebody in their name. You know yeah, what I mean? One of those, she's one of those few mutants I feel like are res- like respected on both sides, you know? Yeah. You know, I feel like even like the villains fuck with Rogue. I mean Storm, you know? Even Mystique fucks with Storm, yo. Yeah, Magneto fucks with Storm, you know? Like, everybody don't fuck with Cyclops, but niggas fuck with Storm, you know? Yeah, so like, I feel like, I feel like, honestly, she should be the one really leading the new age of the of the X-Men, but I'm not going to fight that battle right now. Um, even though we talked about literally, I want to say last week or the week before that, how Storm is historically the most popular woman in Marvel, bar none. Draft. They should just do a draft style, like a, a draft issue. I I really wish they did that, and I kind of wish it wasn't fan voted. Um, 
not because like I think the fans are stupid and like that, but like I don't like their picks though. Like I yeah, y'all gotta like stop. Them. Y'all gotta stop picking the most obscure niggas on the team. Like y'all, are, us. Listen, I respect synth. Don't get me wrong. Right. <laughs> I was just about to say you remember that, bro. But like synth got picked over like everybody on the New Mutants, as if niggas have been waiting for the New Mutants to be the main X Men for thirty yeah, years man. at this point. I thought that shit was wild. He got picked so over I, Magic, bro. I was hot. Yo, he got picked over X-23, nigga. Yeah, like, yeah. No, no, hold on. And X-23 was included in the first new X-Men team for the, the post-record era. And she got all of, yo, she got all of five lines in that era, dog. Like, I, don't, I really didn't like that shit. I, like you said, I hope there's a draft. I hope they really like whoever the X-Men brain trust is right now, whoever the X-Men editor is like, I want you to pick a team of seven people and I want you to pick two people from each era. Yes. Like from, from each deck who are popping in each decade. Cool. That would be cool. Low key, they could be like, listen, we'll give you Wolverine, we'll give you Storm, we'll make it easy for you. Pick the rest. Yeah. I think that would be a really fucking cool idea. I just don't think Marvel's committed to like giving the, not to say like the little niggas a chance, but like, bro, why not put Polaris on the main X-Men team? Like not, That's why not? I, That's what I'm saying. You have much, so much young talent you can bring in. Sunspot, like, you know, people you can bring in. Even the, uh, I don't even remember the name of the book, but do you remember the, the X book in the Krakoa era where they were like investigating like mutant deaths and shit like that? It was, it had Dakin, it had, um, my nigga Northstar. Uh, it had, yeah. Um, I kind of wish they like included more of them. Like, bro, put, fuck it, put Dakin on the X Men team, yo. Yeah, like, I just since they're on the t- oh, didn't they can get killed in that, in that uh, saber tooth issue? He did, but we all know Wolverines don't stay dead for long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, sure. so they can bring his little ass back, or if you honestly low key, if you want like a Jubilee type person on the team, um, to like to basically have like the audience in the book with them, yo, put um, I hate saying this name, but put Scout or Honey Badger on the team, like put uh, that's true, but you know they're gonna put Kamala, make put them both. Yeah, put two little niggas on the team. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Um. Also, in in whatever the fuck like the time of Marvel canon or lore is, they're probably roughly the same age. So like, just let them hang out. Just let them hang out. Like, let let, let them fan the fuck out over Wolverine stabbing niggas, and then in the background Scott would be like, "Yo, I'm stabbing niggas too. Come on, man." Um, <laughs> I think that would be funny. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I I'm looking forward to what's happening in X Men. I really don't hope they do some really boring shit, but you know, I'm hoping to be surprised. Yeah, um, sure. let's get to a little bit of DC film news. Um, you know, I didn't think this would happen too fast. Um, but the Jurassic League, yes, the Jurassic League that came out this year, um, is getting an animated film in the in at DC Studios. James Gunn himself is going to be producing it. And Brian Lynch, who wrote Minions, is going to be writing the script. And while I do think like Brian Lynch is a really good writer, I do think Minions was good. Um, out of all the movies to get fast tracked, this being the one got me a little bit side eyeing this shit. Like, what the fuck? Um, then the, how do you feel about this? I'm gonna say is X strike one gun. <laughs> Strike one, nigga. You we here. Strike. Yeah, because, yo, Jurassic League, nigga. First off, the Jurassic League books don't even, didn't even sell like that. So, first off, I don't get that decision. 
Second off, if you wanted, if you had to do like dinosaurs and creatures with the Justice League and shit, just do Godzilla versus uh, Justice get, League on on fucking. You know what I mean? As an get anime Toho movie. on the phone, nigga. Like, yeah, like peace up with them niggas and let's do it. Um, but nah, I I just don't understand Jurassic League. I don't get the appeal of it at all. Niggas know I hate dinosaurs, so like <laughs> I, I just don't know. I don't, I don't know where this is going. Niggas know I hate dinosaurs. Niggas know my. Big ass birds. Um, I think like, I think doing like animated crossover movies is really good, and it's a way for these comics to live on past the original date of whenever the fuck this shit goes out of print again. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I I hope we get like something more like uh, Justice League and Power Rangers. Because um, I think that's that cool. Yeah, that would be really cool, but also Power Rangers is really fucking popular right now. Yeah, you know man. what I mean? Like, niggas are really into Power Rangers right now. Power Rangers is back, man, low-key. They need to do another, like, movie. They they really do, and I kind of wish they uh, they kept the cast from the last one because all the niggas are popping now, or yeah. like or at least, like, regularly booked. Like, uh, folks who was the Red Ranger in the Power Rangers movie a couple years ago was, um, I think, Max's brother in Stranger Things. And yeah. You know you're going to see him next summer. And Becky, she's um, like one of the biggest Latin artists in the world. So like, <laughs> could have been could have been really big. Yeah. Um, but I really, I would rather see like Justice League versus Power Rangers, Justice League versus Godzilla. Um, we got a Batman Ninja Turtles movie, which I'm very grateful for. Um, Justice League Black Hammer, like you had options. Justice League Black, yo, if they did fucking Justice League Last Ride, I think that shit would would be hard. Endless Winter, nigga, like yo, oh, yeah. yo, even if they did fucking um. What was the Aquaman event they did a couple years ago? Drowned Earth? Drowned Earth, yeah. That would have been cool, too. Drowned Earth would be fucking hard, man. Yeah. Um, I think all that shit would be re- really, really good. I just wish, like... I just wish they pitched some- pick something. And not for shock value, but because they thought they would make a good animation out of it. I think the Jurassic League movie would be really good. I think... Get the fuck out. Ty Dillinger's back on NXT. All right, nigga. Um, I'm going to do a backflip. Sean, what are we doing? All right, man. Um, yeah, I think I think Jurassic League is like a fun pick. I don't think the movie is going to be actually good. Um, but also, the crazy thing about Jurassic League is there's not much of a plot. Is, is really the point I'm trying to dance around right now. There's not yeah. really a plot. The plot is really like niggas turn into dinosaurs and they box. Like, yeah, that's really that. It. That's the entire fucking plot, yo. I don't know how you're going to get an hour, like an hour and a half to out to maybe two hours out of this movie um i would have preferred even something from the last couple years like what was the big story for philip kennedy johnson superman line um fuck what was that shit called i think it was called like uh super corp or some shit like that maybe yeah that's when he was putting the team together still yeah. all them niggas. Yeah, yeah if if yo listen that would have been a great movie to do bringing superman into a new age when you're making a superman movie but also introducing diverse super characters like you could have a superman of china in that shit you could have yeah. had both steals in that shit. You could have had um, all the Superboys, since all the niggas are canon now at this point. Um, you could have had all of them. I think that would be an even better idea. I just, I maybe I'm sounding like a hater. I don't know, but I don't think the Jurassic League is the is the best thing to pick first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but fuck it. You know, hopefully I'm wrong, and hopefully this this shit is successful. Then, um, as the resident Smallville correspondent, are you ready to get into Smallville Watch this week? Yeah, let's do it, man. All right. So, why they're going to Cleveland? I don't know. I would never vacation in Cleveland. I don't. I don't really respect Joe Kim Noah. But the one thing we agree on is why the fuck would you go on vacation to Cleveland? I ain't never seen nobody go on vacation to Cleveland. <laughs> exactly. but that being said, 
Superman Legacy is set to film in Cleveland, Ohio, which is the birthplace of Superman. Um, in addition to Atlanta and Norway, they're set to begin filming um, on February 29th, which is Superman's actual birthday in Canon. Um, and they're set to start filming in Norway uh, before coming back to the States to film in Atlanta uh, and Cleveland. Uh, we also got confirmation last week from Nathan Fillion that the table read did happen last week in Atlanta. Um, and the logo used in said table read was reported to be Kingdom Come. Um, mm. But instead of the colors of red and black, it was in the colors of red and yellow, the regular Superman logo. Um, so bringing up Kingdom Come, then do you remember when, like, I want to say either around or on Thanksgiving, James Gunn tweeted that making plans tweet with the Kingdom Come picture of Superman around the table with all the heroes and shit? Yeah, yeah. That's classic. That's classic shot right there. That's a hundred percent. That's that's comic book heritage. You know what I mean? Um, we also got a picture of the cast taking a selfie together after the table table read. But then, before we move further, how are you feeling about these developments, my brother? Um, shooting in Cleveland, I guess it makes sense. Cleveland looks like fucking Metropolis. I mean, not Metropolis, Smallville like shit. Um, <laughs> so it makes it makes sense. Remember them niggas is fighting the IHOP and Man of Steel? Yeah, that's Cleveland. <laughs> um. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, nah, I think the, using the Kingdom Come logo is cool. I think um, it's one of the better Superman logos. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I mean, I mean, I'm happy to see Gunn as a fan of Kingdom Come, but like, who isn't a fan of Kingdom Come at this point? You know what I mean? It's one of the best comics, period. You know? It, so, like, I, I wonder how they're adapting Kingdom Come. Um, because, like, off the top of my head, I can think of like three big things I know James Gunn probably doesn't want to do. One, Superman getting Wonder Woman pregnant. Um, <laughs> it's a major plot point. It's a big plot point. And also one of the funniest panels in comic history, Batman being like, you're pregnant. Um, <laughs> two, uh, King to Come features everybody roughly 30 years past their prime. Um, and three, the big one here, uh, there ain't no League of Villains right now, bro. Um, right, there's no even there's no Shazam either. <laughs> there's no there's no Shazam right now, and they are they are James Gunn's probably doing his damnedest to distance himself from uh what's my man's name? Actually, it don't matter because he's a dickhead. Oh, Zachary um, Levi, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and so I'm I'm wondering how they're gonna use like Kingdom Come to like uh, adapt in his world because like you're starting off a universe. Um, so maybe they're gonna be like yeah, like maybe the idea of heroes is like you know, uh, corny at this point. Like, people don't really believe anymore. Maybe they could do something like that, um, which was crazy because that was a little bit of the the preface of Zack Snyder's Man of Steel as well, but that's yeah, besides exactly. the point. Uh, but uh, also something else that came from this weekend, David Zoslav himself, Emperor Zoslav, as we call him here in the Black Variant, um, confirmed that Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow's script is completely fucking finished. Um, oh, and ju- it's just... It's just waiting to start filming at this point. Um, so basically, with the inclusion of um, possibly really Alcock Supergirl in this Superman story, we're going to have a Supergirl and a Superman running around the Kingdom Come logos. Um, but also a big part of Kingdom Come was the JSA. So I would be surprised if we don't have a full-fledged JSA by the end of Superman Legacy. Dan, what do you feel about it, though? I think definitely I think we have all the pieces for the JSA. But you know, Jay says cool, but like nigga, I want to see the league, nigga. Like, you know, like where's Batman? Where's Wonder Woman and all this? You know what I mean? Where's your real lanterns? Not Guy Gardner. 
you know, he's cool or whatever, but you know, he's not a real lancer, you know, he's not you know, one of the good ones. You <laughs> <laughs> gotta start using that for white people. You gotta start hitting what? what? <laughs> this has nothing to do with what the fuck we talk about, but did you see the clip of Cheryl Swoops defending what she said about Caitlin Clark? Yeah, and... I was like, yo, she's standing on business. <laughs> She used an offensive. I have white friends. Uh huh. Uh-huh. We gotta stop using white people's tricks on them. This is what exactly. this thing's <laughs> white friends. Like I know white people. <laughs> exactly. Um, Great defense. Something to help build out the JSA is uh, remember, once again, remember that report a couple weeks ago about uh, a, produce, a potential Booster Gold movie happening, a Teen Titans movie happening, and a possible Sergeant Rock movie happening. Right. Um, According to all this, what I'm telling you right now is coming from Daniel RPK. Um, but Booster Gold has reportedly been cast in the DCU. This is part of Daniel RPK as well. Um, I think that's a big development because I know James Gunn really fucking loves Booster Gold. Right. Um, and I know Booster Gold is probably going to be very important to building out this universe. Uh, how do you feel about James Gunn's DCU? The way it's been built out so far, I think it's been good. It's like once again, it sounds like they're getting right to it. They're not. Uh, no projects sound like they've been holed up in any limbo, which was you know a big deal in the last regime. You know, a lot of things were just up in the air. Like whatever happened to that Nightwing movie? You know, niggas been talking about that for like fifteen years. <laughs> it didn't happen, so that was crazy. But I think Booster Gold is interesting because I feel like they should get Glenn Powell. You know what I mean? To play Booster Gold, which is uh, Cindy Sweeney's love interest in um that movie she just did, the rom com she just did. Yeah, and I gotta I gotta say this real quick. I've never seen a more obvious indication that two people are fucking. Um, <laughs> he lost his girlfriend over that, or wife, or whatever. Besides, besides the fucking uh, little tidbit he put out like a couple days ago, which is yeah, we we like we uh, enjoy doing the movie so much together. We're we're picking we're reading scripts to pick our next movie together. I'm like y'all could just say. You're fucking man. Like no one's going to judge you it's for that cool, shit, bro. It's cool. It, it's Sydney Sweeney, my guy. Yeah. Um, I think Glenn Powell would be a good pick, and I do think like Loki Sydney Sweeney would be totally okay with joining a real, uh, a real superhero cinematic universe. Because um, I think it's funny as hell that basically all the the Madam Web girls were like we we thought we were joining the MCU, dog. We didn't they know. Got, they got finesse, brother. <laughs> <laughs> they got absolute fleece. They they agents hit them niggas with super kicks, yo. Oh, uh, it was me, Sean. Oh, uh, I I got nothing else to add about Booster Gold and James Gunn DCU. I'm hoping this shit is really good. Um, because the Superman legacy sucks. Oh man, we're fucked for the next decade. Um, are you ready for real Gotham hours? Yeah, let's do it, bro. Barry Keegan has been confirmed to return as Joker in the Batman Part Two per Vanity Fair. Then, how how are we feeling about this? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I I really like in my eyes. I really think he's gonna be uh, same amount of screen time he had in the first one, bro. I really think he's gonna pop up again. And you're not gonna see him to the third movie. I honestly, low key, if they use him like that, I'd be 100 percent okay with that. Um, purely because we we're kind of used to like Joker being the big bad and like. I want him to feel like the big bad. Right. Built that nigga up over two movies. Cause like if he's already in jail, we already gotta talk about like this nigga Bruce is probably horribly traumatized from the first time he had to deal with this motherfucker. Yeah. Right. 
So imagine Bruce deals with the Joker, right? And then immediately after is Riddler. And then I'm just throwing this shit out there. Don't know if it's going to happen. But immediately after that shit is Mr. Freeze, right? right. And, then, and then Penguin coming into power, right? And then after all that shit, after a flood, after the bombs, after the seawalls, after the freeze, you got to deal with Joker all over again? <laughs> oh, that, that's enough to lose your mind. That's fuck, that fuck around me bad since 13th reason, my guy. Like, yeah. that, that shit will drive him crazy. And I think... Oh, fuck. That shit will literally drive him crazy. There you yo. There you yo. Go. What? A, oh, my God. I hope That'd this, be an ultimate hope, test for him, man. Like, you know. I hope I'm right about this. I really do hope I'm right about this. But I just fantasy booked this shit in my head. What if, like, Joker's not used as, like, the big bad, but, like, the precursor to the big bad? What I'm trying to say here is, what if Bane's in the third Batman movie? Hey, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Like, I think that would be a good setup. Bane and uh, Ben coming after Joker once again, that'd be funny as hell. Uh, um, <laughs> remember, like, even in City of Bane, we could talk about it because it was kind of a re rock of Nightfall. But remember, at Nightfall, the original way like Bane like ran Batman down was a prison break and then basically making him run a gauntlet of all the hardest niggas in Gotham in like yeah. two in like two weeks, um, then breaking into his house and like jumping Alfred and breaking everything yeah. and breaking his back. What if like they kind of had the same way of that, just in a long game version. Like Batman, this Batman is different. Like we know he doesn't he doesn't really have a uh, shit. He don't really get bitches like that. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with right, you. He don't right, right. he don't leave the crib. Um, he like that Earl Sweatshirt album. I don't like shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't go outside. <laughs> yeah, I don't go outside. And I don't like shit. Oh, uh, and like someone who doesn't really have like a personal reserve of shit, right? Like there's nothing like he has no resolve or nothing like that. Besides, like I'm vengeance. Or, like, yeah. the shit he's unlearning right now, right? Imagine, like, he goes through, like, this, this gauntlet. Like, he went through Joker first, right? And then he went through R- Riddler. He went through fucking uh, Falcone. He's going he, he's gonna go, he's ha- he's gonna have to deal with Penguin at some point in this time. I- I'm hearing it's gonna be Professor Pig, Clayface, and Hush in the next movie. Professor Pig, Clayface, and Hush, right? Three of the most psychologically torturing niggas <laughs> we, in, in Batman lore, period. Right. Right? If he has to go through all of them at the end of this shit, there's this big, giant, hulking motherfucker just chilling in your crib, being like, I'm here to break you. Madison might get broke for real. That might be a really good story to see. And it also coincides with the first movie because a lot of people speculate that he used Venom in the, um, the last scene when he, after he got shot and he fucking juiced up and started wailing on people. Yo, we, hey, Matt Reeves, we, we acknowledge your game. Then when we Batman res- got att- addicted to Venom, that was cool. Yo, that's that's like I don't think really any other writers besides Grant Morrison has really talked about that shit in the last. I I can't even say a de- say decade because it's been fifteen fucking years since Grant Morrison's Batman yeah, run. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, no, that was cool. I, I always remember that. Yeah, that could that could be a wild way. Like Ben could be like, I I can show you for real what Venom's supposed to be doing. Yeah, um, that's a great idea, man. Nigga, you so smart. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's all I got for DC film news this week. Are you ready to get some Marvel film news? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so Thunderbolts has confirmed to begun filming via Florence Pugh. Um, and right now, as of right now, the current roster is looking like Yelena, aka Black Widow, two, Val, Century, Ghost, and or Taskmaster. Um, the what the reports are coming out are saying not both. And I do know for a fact the woman who was who played Ghost in Ant Man Two is now going to be Red Sonya around the same time this movie start oh, is yeah. 
filming, which is right now. Um, so I'm not really sure that's going to happen. Uh, so Taskmaster might be the more likely person. Um, because I feel like with Taskmaster, they can really just get a stand-in. Like, no disrespect to the lady who actually played Taskmaster in the Black Widow movie, but I really feel like they can get a stand-in just someone to be in the mask most of the time. Right. Um, so they don't really need her on set all the time. But in addition to Ghost and or Taskmaster, US Agent, Bucky, and Red Guardian. That is one, two, three, four slash five, um, six super soldiers on one team. Um, plus Century, allegedly, which we know won't be uh, Stephen Yu's Century. Then, how are you feeling about the Thunderbolts going into production? To quote the great Jadakiss, it's good, but it's not enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think it's cool for a Thunderbolts roster, but it's just, I don't know. I feel like um, some pieces are missing from this actually, you know, getting my attention. Well, so, like, I feel like this is a decent team. A decent team. I don't mean a good team. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is more of like remember uh after Sam took over as Cap and Cap was old for a bit. Um and he had his own Avengers team. Yeah. This team more feels like that Avengers team more than like like faux suicide squad. You know what I mean? Um I think it's possible we could it's probably very possible. We're probably going to see um my Octoroon, Haley Steinfeld. Um, <laughs> that's what she is in my head, man. I'm sorry, yeah, but okay. Haley Steinfeld, um, as a Hawkeye in this because I think that's very likely. Um, but like even adding her to this, God bless her, doesn't really add much because you're just adding another, another, like another super, like faux super soldier, right? Um, I think maybe Miss Marvel being in this would be interesting. Um, but I like everything with the MC right now, I'm just hoping this is good. Uh, I'm hoping they make chicken scratch out chicken shit because this roster doesn't look promising. Like, not at all. Especially to go against Sentry. It's like, uh, I don't know. They are getting stomped out. Red Guardians absolutely getting carnaged in this movie. I just want to throw that out there right now. Last uh, time we seen US Agent, he was crying to this girl. They don't I, respect me. Ugh. I gotta say this. Last time we saw US Agent was like three years ago at this point. They're going to have to remind everybody who the fuck these characters are. Right, right. What's my boy Zemo, man? Why Zemo can't get a, uh, uh, you know, audition? Yeah, I, I hope Zemo's in this because I, yeah. I, I like Daniel Bro. I think his name is Daniel Bros or Burles. Uh, I like Daniel Bros. Zemo, and I hope he comes back. Um, let's move on to a little bit of a Blade update, though. Not a big one, uh, but the update I can provide y'all today is, as of right now, it is still aiming for the R rating. Uh, Michael Green, no longer Michael Starberry, is set to be rewriting the script. The story is going through a lot of changes. They didn't say what the changes are because we don't know what the previous story was. Um, but the good thing is Mahershala Ali is not leaving the project. He's currently happy with the script. Keyword, currently. Dan, how are you feeling about Blade's current direction? I mean, I mean, he's happy now, but also he was happy last time before they actually started shooting the shit. And he was like, oh, this is a bullshit. <laughs> so uh, we'll see, man, how long that happiness lasts. Um uh, once again, I'm always hyped for you know for this Blade movie and any positive updates surrounding it. But once again, big waiting sees on this. I I really want to lipo gang this one. I really hope this plays out well. I just I I don't really got a lot of faith in this. Um, like even in the even in the puff piece, like um, the puff piece, the Hollywood Reporter put out last week about the MCU, like looking forward to 2024 as like a, as a as a year to fix shit. 
Um, like they're really looking for looking forward to Thunderbolt. So they're really looking forward to um, Fantastic Four. They're really looking forward to this year to like write shit that basically Jonathan Majors and Ant Man three fucked up, right? Um, and you know, if Bob in Bob Iger also had like a press event a couple weeks ago where like he did not name Blade as one of the things coming out next year. Yeah. Um, I with everything we've heard about Blade, I don't. I don't. I don't got a. I don't got a high degree of confidence in this shit, man. Um, I really want to, but I don't think I. I don't think this movie's going to get made, bro. Um, yeah, I mean it's still it's still in limbo, man. Especially after it being paused and rewritten, uh, after after be, it being shot, it's very concerning. So I get it. Um, and like, like I just said, Mahershala Ali is currently happy with the script. Mind you, they've if hold up, we got confirmation that Michael Green is rewriting the script. That means they fucked up the script another time since the last time we we discussed yeah, the last script fuck up. Yeah, yeah. So that is now six script fuck ups and counting on Blade. That is six times Kevin Feige has gotten Blade wrong. Um, the lucky number is seven, yo. <laughs> I just don't get what like. What difficulty they having with writing a Blade script? I thought I would think Blade would be one of the easiest characters to write. You know, I want to let me Google who Michael Green is real quick, honestly, because I I remember we talked a couple weeks ago that they got a some type of writer on here or a, some different writer, something that we that made something before that we were really we really liked. Um, Michael Green helped write Logan and Smallville. Shout out to him. Um, let's see. Logan, Alien Covenant, Blade Runner 2049, and Murder on the Orient Express. Um, he's also co-wrote for James Mangold. Uh, he wrote for Sex in the City. He wrote for Smallville. He was hired by 20th Century Fox, or 20th Century Fox to pen an early draft of the Fantastic Four movie from years ago. Um, he also wrote, oh my God, Green's feature writing career began with Green Lantern in 2011. He wrote or co-wrote four films released in 2017, Logan, Alien Covenant, uh, Blade Runner 2049, and Murder on the Orient Express. He also developed, wrote as an executive producer, or was an executive producer, of the Star series American Gods. Um, in November 2017, Death on the Nile was reported to be an active development as Green as a screenwriter. Okay. Very up and down, though. I, this is... <laughs> I'm going to keep it real with you. Besides one really good year, his resume is not good. Um, that's a, that's a couple of damning, yo, I'm gonna, you wrote fucking Green Lantern? Yeah, I was about to say. Wait, wait, Green Lantern and Fantastic Four? That's a double-double right there and bullshit. That's, that's a bold, bold, zero, 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 zero (laughs) stat line, nigga. That is, wow. Okay, yeah, Blade's not coming out. I'm just gonna say that shit right now. Blade's not coming out. Or at least it's not coming out Mahershala Ali as Blade. Um, that shit is wild. I got negative faith in the movie now. Damn. And on top of that, I, I've heard of him having issues on um, American Gods because he was he told a black actor that he didn't know how to write black, um, that he could he knew how to write black people better than black people. So, uh, oh, oh, wow. Um, okay. So Orlando, shout out to Orlando Jones. Yeah, he told that story. Oh, he did. Oh, that was the. Sto- that was that story. Yeah, American Gods. Yeah, that was it. 
oh, fuck, I didn't know that was that story. He also wrote the new 52 reboot of Supergirl, which was notoriously bad. Okay, yeah. Um, hey, man, wait and see. <laughs> I think... Big, big wait and see. Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, I, I had nothing to say good about this number. We're just going to move on. You ready to get into Fantastic Watch this week? Yeah, let's do it. We have a small update for Fantastic Watch this week, but Ebon Moss Bachrock uh, has confirmed that Marvel Studios will be using motion capture technology instead of practical effects for the thing in the Fantastic Four movie. Um, he also told us that uh, he also named drop Yancey Street in the interview confirming this, um, in addition to telling us that Pedro Pascal started the official group chat, which shout out to Pedro. Um, but then, how are you feeling about the this report of motion capture? Instead of practical effects for the thing, I think um, I think it could be a missed opportunity. I think you can do some really good practical effects that will help this, um, you know, seem more realistic. But also with Marvel, I, it it seems to be who they prioritize and using this kind of technology. Because I felt like uh, Tom Holland Spider Iron Spider suit and obviously Tony Stark uh, suit looks good when they use the motion things. But we've seen other things be ass, you know. I feel like, um, yeah, so it's very up, up and down. It depends on how much they're going to actually prioritize the thing in this. And hopefully it's a lot. But um, we'll see. I, you know, I don't think, like, I don't want the movie to be bad or anything like that. But everyone who really loves the fucking Fantastic Four, you included, will, will say straight up, the thing is the most important part of Fantastic Four. It's hard. If you, if you fuck up the thing... The team, the, the team's basically fucked. We saw what happened in Fantastic Four a couple years ago, right? Uh, or not even a couple years ago. That show was a decade ago now. Um, point, yeah. Fox's Fantastic Four from I think 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I thought um, like the thing was good in that movie. Just everything else was ass. But you see the power of having a good thing can actually like rise the movie up. You know, he kind of carried that movie for what it was. You know. I'm gonna keep it real with you. I don't remember a single line he had in that movie. Literally, besides the one at the end, they were like Fantastic Four. That's kind of a good name. Um, <laughs> which I thought was him and Reed. Yeah, him and Reed had a good relationship. I think I really want to see. I want to see things in Reed's relationship or Ben and Reed's relationship move forward. I want to see, especially how they play off each other, right? Because uh, basically, what we've seen uh, Ebon in a lot of the times is. Uh, like him playing second fiddle, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, not even just in the bear, but in the Punisher a couple years ago. Like he was like I've told this story out of here before, but he was literally the dude who was asking Frank Castle to fuck his wife yeah. in the Punisher years ago. Um, and while he he eventually got his wife back, that's something that's been seared into my mind for years, and I just got reminded that it was him like two weeks ago. Um, so we've always seen him play second fiddle. And I want to see how he – we've seen him thrive in – at least in the bear. Uh, I don't really – I never saw Punisher season two, so I don't know if he's in it. Um, yeah, I got to watch that too. But he plays supporting really well. And I think while the thing is the most important part of the Fantastic Four, um, he's also the the bestly the biggest supporting character of Fantastic Four. Right. Uh, and that's kind of for everybody because Johnny doesn't really ever get the spotlight most of the time. Like – is he, like he might fuck something up, but he's never the nigga like the main story is about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the the story's usually revolving around Reed or Sue, and the Ben is in the background, like 
yo, Sue, you know, like Reed's an idiot, but like he ain't mean it like that. And, or, or or with Reed, he'll be like, hey, yo, uh, Reed, you know, my nigga, uh, you're an idiot. You didn't mean it like that. You should go apologize. Yeah, uh, but like, he's he's someone that plays off people really well. So I really need to see like Pedro Pascal Reed before I really like get sold in this shit. Um, well, listen, man, I I really don't want them to fuck this up. I really don't want them to fuck. You know how easy it is to not fuck up a thing? Yeah. You, you, you don't got to try hard. Just let the nigga be funny every five minutes and we're good. Um, yeah, let him improvise too because we've seen that work on the bear, you know? I I really hope they put in the money and that takes to make this motion capture suit look good um, because if they don't, we're going to be having this discussion around this time next year. Yeah. Um. Our main event of the are you ready to move into our main event this week? Actually, my bad. Yeah, let's do it, bro. All right, so our main event this week, right? Uh, this is for you, our boy Daniel RPK. Uh, Marvel Studios and Sony are reportedly planning on introducing Miles Morales in Spider Man 4. Um, let me break it down for y'all a little bit further, right? So, Amy Pascal, the basically the Kevin Feige of the Sony Spider Man movies, um wants Kevin Feige a part of the future of whatever the future Miles movie, whatever it happens. We talked about, I want to say a couple weeks ago where she said it won't happen until at least Tom Holland's Spider-Man movie and the next Spider-Verse movie is out. Right. Um, Tom Rothman, who is the chairman and CEO of Sony pictures is allegedly fighting Kevin Feige on what to do with Spider-Man four and wants to rush the movie. Um, and this would be the source of the disagreement we heard about a couple weeks ago, basically saying that the MCU wants to keep Spider-Man 4 grounded, with it basically being the uh, the climax of the Devil's Reign arc, um, whereas Rothman wants it to make it a multiverse movie like No Way Home and bring in mo- more Spider-Man type shit. Um, Rothman also wants John Watts back. John Watts uh, directed all the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, or the ones he starred in. Um while Kevin Feige wants basically wants John Watts to do some other MCU shit, because you remember John Watts was originally supposed to direct Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, while Rothman wants John Watts spot back for Spider-Man 4 and basically moving forward, period. Um, with all that being said, then how do you feel about the direction of Miles Morales? Um, how do you feel about the direction of what Tom Holland Spider-Man is going? Um, and how do you feel about how this will potentially play out? Um, I think it could be cool. It's kind of something that um I think is necessary, especially with Tom Holland. I don't think Tom Holland really wants to act anymore, bro. I think he got Zendaya, and he's like, bro, I'm just filling out these obligations, and then I'm out the game. Um, so you're gonna need another Spider Man, and he's always talked about like yo wanting to relinquish the role to somebody else. Um, I'm a little concerned because I feel like Miles has already come into an already hostile situation between Marvel and Sony. And I feel like adding Miles to that is only gonna only gonna add more conflict into this, you know, creative this creative situations coming into. hundred percent. So, so we'll wait and see. We'll see what that pans out. But I'm sorry, I'm excited to see Miles. I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't even particularly think it's gonna be great. But I am excited to see Miles as a character. But I'm also worried. Are they locked in the the Donald Glover as Prowler? Uh, they, so we got a report, I think either yesterday or today that they filmed that shit like six weeks before the movie came out. Right, right. Uh, and 
we got a report like two weeks ago from Donald Glover being like, yeah, nigga, I got full creative control of Lando. So I do not think they're going to like unless they're about to like double the bag he's going to do get for Lando and the creative control. I don't think he's about to do or sign up for a Miles Morales Spider-Man movie in the next three years, yeah. um, which I think it, at least I think it will be cool. Um, I what what else do you think about this, man? No, I just I just really just wonder how they're going to do it. Um, who they're gonna cast is Miles because a lot of people they wanted to cast uh years ago they're all like super old now with like facial hair and mustaches and shit. So I don't know if you can uh bring in those guys. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be the that'd probably be the hottest uh casting thing you can get in Hollywood right now, especially for a black actor. Um, yeah. what's my uh... oh, that nigga really does have facial hair now. That shit is crazy. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say uh, Miles Brown from Blackish, but uh. Bro really does look like a teenager and a man in the face now, which is wild. <laughs> yeah, so you, um, I don't think you have to go younger. But also, I'm concerned with, uh, yeah, I feel like this could be a make-or-break role. I would hope they would get somebody relatively unknown, kind of like how Tom Holland was before Spider-Man. Like, you knew uh, kind of of Tom Holland, but like... No, I didn't. I'm going to keep it real with you. No, I, I, I didn't. Well, I kind of <laughs> knew about Tom Holland just acting-wise. But, like, Spider-Man was, like, put him on the scene, bro, majorly. 100%. I, so... When I saw this report, my initial thought, and as in as y'all saw in my tweet, was fuck off. Um, I mean fuck off from Marvel, I mean fuck off from Sony, I mean fuck off from this shit being in my timeline. Because I I really don't want to see Miles Morales on the screen, not because I don't think he's a great character, not like that. Y'all, I literally I have been a comic book fan longer than Miles Morales has been in in existence. And I bro, I still remember being there the day, the very first day his his uh appearance came out in the shop. And niggas being very upset, extremely upset, yeah. racially, violently, Robert E. Lee levels of upset. Big racials. Ruby Bridges segregation uh, day. <laughs> <laughs> Little uh, Rock Nine yeah, levels Little Rock Nine racism. of racism for Miles Morales on that day, bro. And Little Rock Brooklyn. I think we just got our title. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn Visions Academy. Uh, and I think. I think bringing Miles Morales into the MCU, I don't, I, I just straight up, I don't trust Kevin Feige with black characters yet. I really don't, fundamentally, right? But bringing him in while you're having not, I don't want to call it beef, but while you're having active professional disagreements on the future of all Spider-Man movies is a very bad idea and a very easy way to basically set whoever plays that role up for failure. Yeah. Utter failure. Basically, like, worst case scenario, if they fuck this up, whoever plays Miles might get Ray Fisher. Right? I don't say Ray Fisher's name to be an insult, but Ray Fisher got categorically blackballed for the crime of doing of, of making a Justice League movie and being good at it. Right. I, I, or like in for sports terms, like if you're playing Miles, you're basically like Justin Fields, like you just coming into like a, a hostile situation. But yeah. Um, and if the, if the chairperson of fucking Sony is like, no, nigga, I don't want Miles Morales. I want more white Spider-Man. Like, what makes you think he's going to let a Miles Morales movie get the fuck off the ground? Yo, yeah. let alone, let alone make sure it has everything it needs to succeed. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Um, and like you said, like, I keep saying this every time you bring him to Holland Spider-Man 4, but like, 
Does Tom Holland even know what the fuck his next Spider-Man trilogy looks like? Does he even want to finish that trilogy? That's what I'm saying. Like, you might get him for four and five, but I don't know about beyond that. Because, listen, man, we I'm going I'm to keep bringing this one up, too. Um, Scott, I know you hate me bringing up old shit, but I got to say this. Tom Holland said three, two to three years ago that if I'm still playing Spider-Man in five years, some shit has gone really wrong. Well, some shit has gone wrong, though. I want to you, you know? do a Google to make sure I'm not wrong. Spider-Man No Way Home came out in 2021. It is February 2024. That is Five roughly two and a half years since that shit, yo. Yeah. We're at the official halfway point. If In Tom Holland's own words, if he's still playing fucking Spider-Man in two and a half years, some shit is really, really fucking wrong. Right. Um, And if the chairperson of Sony is like, nigga, you're going to be playing Spider-Man forever? I know he don't want to do that shit. Well, I know he like, won't do that shit. I don't know, brother. He might have to because if they got him on Spider Man and they got him on Uncharted, brother. So uh... they they do. But here's the crazy part: that nigga has leverage in these negotiations. If not for Tom Holland, we would have never got No Way Home. It's true. If not for a billion dollars, yo. If not for Tom Holland, literally going to Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal while they were at that little press event a couple years ago, while Super Smacked, which shout out to him. <laughs> Super Smash going up to like, can y'all niggas please work this shit out? I really don't want to be the <laughs> kid did, in the middle. He, he mended the fences. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. single-handedly did that shit and then gave them niggas a billion-dollar movie right after that. Right. Respect. Yo, and he, oh, and he's the Spider-Man. He's the white Spider-Man. He's the Peter Parker everybody wants to see. Yeah. Right? If Tom Holland says, let me be very clear. I got my woman. I'm not doing three more fucking movies. What <laughs> the fuck? rich. What the <laughs> what the fuck can Tom Rothman offer him? More money? The nigga's yeah. already rich. Yeah, he's already rich. He's already rich, and he always like listen. He already has one of the baddest women walking on the planet. There is nothing you can tell this man. You can't threaten him with shit. All right, like, bro- like brother, I will go be a house husband. Like you know what I mean? If, the, if listen, let me be clear. This motherfucker is taking like two breaks from acting since the last Spider Man movie came out. That, I don't think he wants to do it that much anymore. I agree. Um, and if the man playing Spider-Man is looking you in your face and telling everybody he will listen, the public, the producers, random fucking people on the street, his woman, that he does not <laughs> want to be Spider-Man in five years, in two and a half years in past, and y'all are trying to tell him to his face, nigga, you're going to be Spider-Man for at least four more, or at least four more years. On, put that suit on, nigga. What the fuck are you going to do to force him to do that shit? It's not really they can functionally do to force him to do it, yeah, right? Sure. Um, especially when we know that, like, the last, the the little, uh, when Sony and Marvel eventually did mend fences a couple years ago, the deal was he would do one more Spider-Man movie and appear in maybe two more Marvel movies, more, right? Yeah. Dog, uh... That sounds like Spider-Man 4 and Secret Wars to me. <laughs> hey, hey, you said it! You yeah. said it! Yeah. It's not like both Secret Wars movies. I know he signed on for more movies after that, but like, dog, I don't. If the if the if man was saying in public, yo, I don't want to do more Spider Man movies. I really don't want to do this shit. I imagine the nigga negotiating to his contract, like I will be passing this role to somebody by the year of our Lord, twenty twenty six. If it's not passed on, I don't give a fuck. I'm done. Period. Yeah. Um, and listen. With all that being said. I'm gonna say this right real quick to wrap the segment up because I really don't store on the rant about my for the next 30 minutes because I will do that shit. Um, 
if they fuck up this Miles movie, this will be a debacle on the level of Zack Snyder's Justice League. This will literally be like Kevin, like not Kevin Feige, like uh, Jeff John, yeah, Jeff John's level fuck up right here. Like yeah. this will be a, a categorical, apocalyptic, catastrophic type blunder, and unforced error on Sony's part. And oh. A complete fucking own goal. Um, it would be insane for them to alienate the star, the producer of the movie, the mega producer of the mo- niggas helping your movies, yeah. um, and potentially bringing a new kid into this horrible environment. That doesn't sound like a good idea. That don't sound like good business. It's not. It's terrible business, actually. Um, and... Listen, we already have very successful Miles Morales movies. Matter of fact, they are so successful, they are literally some of the most critically acclaimed animated movies to ever exist, to ever come out. Do we really, really, I'm throwing it out there one more time, really need a live-action Miles Morales when we already have a Miles Morales thriving? Not, not, no, listen, his movies ain't doing like, you know, $200 million to the box office. Both Spider-Verse movies have made a lot of fucking money. 600 million, 700 million, yeah. And that's including the shit they ramped up to make the second one. They're making a lot of fucking money. They don't I, really I need a live that, action model. I think miles. that hurts it, though, X. I think that's hurts it. He, he became too hot of a commodity, bro. But he's so hot of a commodity, you're not. he's not even in live action and doing live action numbers, though. That's what I'm saying. That's even more reason to bring him over. No, yeah. no. That's, that's, that's a reason. No, no. <laughs> what? I feel you. I feel you. But that's exactly why they're doing it. I hate it here, man. Um, Welcome to if, the projects, brother. Nigga, if this if these tornado warnings, these ha- this hail, this rain won't fucking get me. Tom Rothman, goddamn it, might. Um, <laughs> you ready to get to the soapbox this week, man? Yeah, soapbox this week is. Yo, man, clear out that back catalog, niggas. Uh, I was thinking about playing jumping on Hell Divers too, but I was like, damn, nigga, I got like. 15 games on my catalog I still gotta go through so <laughs> as I work my way through that eventually I'll be on Helldivers 2 with the rest of you niggas uh, yeah man shout out to everybody playing that uh, game of the year easily game of the year I'm, I'm gonna keep it 100% real with you the Devil's May Cry collection still sitting in my my video game That's closet over <laughs> there that shit's not getting played man I'm playing Final Fantasy 16 now oh uh, <laughs> I gotta get through uh, seafood nigga. but listen all you niggas all them books stacking on your desk, read them shits. All exactly. right. Take some time. Go to the library. Go to the park. Whatever you're doing. Read your fucking books, man. It's really yeah. good for your mental health. Um, also, just want to throw this out there. Watch Batman Under the Red Hood. I just want to throw it out yeah. there. All right. Exactly. True cinema. Arguably the best Batman. Not the greatest, but the best Batman movie of all time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all That's all I got for y'all, man. Uh, if it's warm by y'all, go outside. If it's not, stay indoors. Um, honestly, if it's still warm, y'all might have to do that anyway, stay indoors too. But uh, you ready to yeah. get to pay some bills and let's get out of here? Yeah, let's do it, bro. All right, man. So, first off, before we move on to anything else, Shotgun Confession Season 2 is completely wrapped. Episode yeah. 6 dropped yeah. today. Yeah. Um, shout out to us. Shout Shout out to shout out to Tim, shout out to Sid, shout out to everybody who supported us, shout out to everybody who pushed us forward, shout out to everybody who gave us a retweet, a like, um, a laughing emoji. Um, shout out to uh, shout out to everybody, man. I I'm gonna keep it real with you. After the first season of Shocker Confessions, your boy was tired. 
I I didn't want to do another mini for a while, and I'm really I'm really proud of the way this one turned out. Um, right. And I'm and once again, the only thing I am mad about this round of the season of shocking confessions. Um, nothing we said about the wire. Nothing we said about you know any of the facts. I think we did great fucking work for Fifty Cent. I think we did did great work for hip hop. I think we did great work for everything we covered. Um, I'm just really fucking mad. I got COVID in the middle of that shit and couldn't finish in my six weeks. Cause nigga, we was gonna record six episodes in six weeks perfectly. Oh, yeah, it's all good though. The shit shit happens, man. You can't control that. Yeah, but you know I can't. Yeah, like you said, can't control that shit. Uh, but I want to let y'all know. There will be more exclusive content coming to the Black Variant Patreon, which you can start supporting for just as low as $3. Um, also want to say big shout out to everybody involved. Big shout out to not even just like people who gave us love on the time like it. Shout out to everybody in the Union Discord who showed love. Shout out yes. to everybody in our Discord who yeah. showed love and the A-Show Discord who showed love. Um, everybody, man. This shit, this shit's really, this shit's real to us, damn it. Um, <laughs> um, of course, shout out to the Lookout as well who are going through I am so glad they're doing Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, yo. This is the greatest. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is quite possibly the greatest anime of all time. And hearing Mills is like, I don't want to call it like Virgin as an Enzo, but Virgin reactions as he, this is the first time he's watching this shit is amazing. It's super nice. fucking fun. Nice. Um, shout out to Jamal as well. Shout out to the homie AD. Um, shout out to the A Show. I'm just going to say shout out to the A Show because I really don't want to talk about Cody Rhodes. Um, shout out to Black Print, shout out to Mark, shout out to uh, Ali, shout out to uh, Tyrell, shout out to everybody we had this season on Shocker Confessions. Uh, is there anything else to add actually before we get out of here? Um, I think that's it, man. I think you summed it up pretty well. All right, cool. Uh, shout out to William Regal's son who's getting his head kicked in right now. Uh, and, and, and most importantly, shout out to y'all, man. Pat yourself on the back, enjoy yourselves. Spring's right around the corner. Um, I hope you niggas are not in Tornado Valley, and that's all I got to leave y'all for this week. Pretty also, much. remember, winter musty. That shit is real. Wash your ass. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>